this reading tends to be one of those that is very poignant and very uncomfortable. So I'm going to run through quick detail and then invite you to make a decision. If you've been working a whole day, wouldn't you be expecting a just wage? If you work eight hours, don't you expect to get paid for eight hours? If I work 10 hours or an additional two hours, should I be compensated for that extra work? What we hear is that, that same issue in the gospel today. These people were working all day, but yet the first person, the one that came in for an hour, was paid equally to the one that worked the whole day. It seems not fair. It seems unjust. But that is the dichotomy and the tension that we're called to live in and actually wrestle ourselves through. Why is it unjust? Why is it unfair? Because when we look at the injustice, if we look at the unfairness, which perspective and whose point of view are we looking at? The perspective we're looking at is our own. I am the judge of what is good, what is bad, what is equal, what is fair. I want what is just to me. What I find is just. But let me begin to unpack this to show you the dichotomy here. We find in our gospel reading today that the landowner goes out to higher hands and how that would usually work is everyone in the morning would gather at the town center. And from there, different landowners, different owners would then pick out the most suitable, the strongest, the fittest, the best persons to go work. And so at the dawn of the day, they've gotten all these best people to go work at their prospective areas, at their prospective places. So what happens to the people that came about at the 9 o'clock hour, the noon, the 3 o'clock, the 5 o'clock? Those people that were left were the unfit, the unchosen. Because for many other different reasons, they weren't deemed as being worthy of being able to do what was needed of them. And for that reason, they were left behind and left aside. But what did this landowner do? Instead of just ignoring these people, he goes out at these different hours to welcome everyone in. So the person that was sitting there at the five o'clock hour was the most unworthy, was the most unfit, was the one who was unable to do any work. If he was unable to do work, then imagine who else at home relies and depends on him for a day's wage to financially support his family. Because we don't, Jesus didn't live in a time where women could go out and work. Women were meant to be at home. And so the husbands were the only and sole provider for the family. If by the five o'clock hour he was still sitting there at the city square, his whole family would starve to death. So now let me ask you this again. Was that just and was that fair? We want to see this, this, just, this justice, this fairness from our perspective. 
But we never give ourselves the opportunity to step into the other side, to see it from the other side of the coin. We don't see it from the other perspective. And so really what we're getting today is to see the generosity and love of God. God doesn't love each and every one of us differently. He loves us all equally and provides for us as we need. But what comes out of it is what looks like, oh, X person, Y person, Z person has been blessed. They have a bigger house. They have a bigger car. They have X, Y, and Z thing. But do we know the circumstances and the reason behind those things? Do we understand why they have been blessed with so many things? Or do we see, poor me, I'm not doing so well. I keep praying to win the lottery, but I don't win the lottery. I do X, Y, and Z thing, but why isn't the Lord blessing me? We are all loved equally. We have all been blessed. We have been blessed more than we care to admit, to choose, and to look at. I remember growing up as a kid, especially in middle school, very active at school, did all these extracurricular activities. And one day I got really mad at my parent and I started yelling at them and said, hey, do you really love me? Because I, I really don't think you love me. And so I kept coming out and saying, okay, if you love me, then why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z things? My friends over here, their parents are going all to these extracurricular activity events. They're participating in all these activities with their child. But what do you do? You leave me there by myself. But if you love me, then why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z thing? Why aren't you giving me the latest phone? Why aren't you providing me with the next latest, greatest technology? But instead, I'm getting the cheapest thing off the market. Do you not love me? And I was very surprised at my father's response. Instead of quickly biting back at me, he looked at me kind of sternly, took a breath and said, I do love you. Look around you. If I didn't love you, would you have a house over your head right now? Do you not see your mom every morning waking up in the morning providing food for you, making sure you have a nice hearty breakfast before you go to school? Is that not us loving you? We provided everything you could possibly need and ask for. Is that not us loving you? On Sundays, look at your friends. Their parents don't care for them. They drop them off on Sunday, at Sunday school and then they leave. But do, I not, do, not, do we not love you enough to stay there to make sure that you have lunch in between classes? Because look at your friends. They come off and mooch off your food because they don't have any. But is that not love? And he keeps explaining and explaining and explaining. By the end of it, I sat down and was like, I felt like a jerk. I felt unworthy. Because it's not that they didn't love me. They loved me unconditionally. They have blessed me unconditionally, but I care not to admit it. 
I care not to see it for what it is. What I did was I saw it as laborers. I deserve love. I deserve to be loved the way I want to be loved. But I didn't give them the benefit of the doubt. I didn't see it from their perspective. And see, truly, they loved me unconditionally. The Lord has loved us unconditionally and has blessed us with so many blessings, my dear brothers and sisters. But do we care to admit it? Do we care to acknowledge it? Do we care to see them as blessings? Or is it the fact that I am entitled to this God, you put me here and I am entitled and I deserve these things? We don't deserve God's love. God has loved us unconditionally from the beginning. But what do we do as human beings? We slap him across the face with our sins. We turn our back to him, betray him with our sins, telling him he's not worthy enough. We don't want him in my life. I want to do it all. But as, as we leave, as we go away, farther and farther away from him, we come to realize that we can't do it. If we betray someone hard enough, why would someone welcome us back into the fold? Why would someone embrace us with open arms and say, okay, come back, my son, come back, my daughter? Because if someone betrayed you, you'd cut them off really quickly. But instead, our Lord Jesus Christ loved us so much that no matter how many times we betray him, no matter how many times we deny his love, he sits there and waits for us with open arms and welcomes us home every single time. Do we deserve that love? Are we entitled to that love? He's loved us unconditionally. And the sad part is the only thing he asks of us is to return that love back to him. To choose him above all things. To love him as we love ourselves. If we look at our lives, do we not want the best for ourselves? Do we not want to succeed? Do we not want to grow? That's the same thing he wants for us. He wants us to be the best person we are, the person God created us from the beginning of time. Instead of letting him form us, mold us, guide us, and love us, and shower us with his love, we decide to turn away from him and make it our duty, our destiny, to create ourselves. That's not the love. So my dear brothers and sisters, today we hear about this landowner who's generous, who's loving, who cares for each and every one of us. But the invitation for us today is how do we respond to that love? Is it going to be a love in which we become self-centered and say, I am entitled to this? Or are we going to respond the same way he responded to us? Not counting the cost, not expecting anything back, but to love us unconditionally till the end. The choice is yours.